This is episode 108, 108, just because the Human Experience Podcast. You can find the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Messenger Pigeon, Smoke Signals, I don't know. Just look for it. Leave a comment, suggestion, questions, what I could do better, what I'm doing awesomely. Maybe that's it. What do you have right here? On the front To boom. You have a what? Fushi butt. A fushi butt? Yay! 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 This oh, I didn't go, even say who's go, on it. Go 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 the sound. Yeah, we'll go look at the sound or find the sound in a second. It's better than playing find the smell. No one wins at find the smell. I'm making that sound. Who are you? Making Okay. Making that sound. I had my fraternity brother Matt, my little bro. <coughs> had all my friends Lauren and. Gosh, everyone's ear just exploded. And my friend Alejandra. It's her first episode. It's her audition episode. Oh, you tell me how she did. Anything else? Can you say bye bye? Bye bye. Are you home? Undisclosed yes. location? Yes. <laughs> oh no! Don't do it! Uh, what have you been up to today? Very good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I went, I grabbed food and then I just kind of drove around a lot. I, I don't hardly ever go anywhere, so I just kind of used a good quarter of my tank driving around. I never drive anywhere, so it was just nice to kind of. I yeah. was in my AP, so I wasn't like in the sun, but <laughs> that's pretty good. I used to do that. I used to just drive and think for long periods of time. Is there a place, an area you like going? Well, the drive thing is kind of new. Um, mm. yeah, I just did it just because I've been just mostly around canals lately, whether I'm running or biking. I think in the last few years, our Arizona has made the like canals a lot better, at least in Phoenix, a lot more, um, they call it beautifying. Mm-hmm. So it uh, looks better. <laughs> Why do I yeah. feel like you don't believe in that? I mean, it, it sounds cute. I mean, beautify, oh. like, I mean, it, it's, just a, it's just a word they use. To... Does it look nice? I think so. I mean, yeah. it, it's a concrete, and there, but there's good lighting, so people you know, don't feel safe or... Do you run every day? Uh, at least twice a week, about um, four miles. Four miles twice? Yes. Uh, has, it, has it become just automatic doing uh, physical activity? Because I try to run a little bit every day, but it's a lot for me to just do it. Well, I think like when quarantine started, um, I was just home and then it was like five o'clock. I'm like, all right, I need to get out of this house. And I would just go run and I would run for like 20 to 30 minutes. 
And then after I kind of built up more endurance, I just kind of went for the number of miles and I just went for four. There's times I like running and there's times I definitely don't want to be running. But I think after I get over like the, I can't breathe or like, you know, I'm like trying to catch up my lungs. Then I'm just kind of like looking at the scenery. And like I said, I've been running around the canal. So usually it's sunset. Alejandra. Hey, got what? it. Is that other thing that's still on? It's probably my laptop that's wanting to log in, so let me just get out of that. That's scary. Not not the design, but like that someone else is on and I'm scared. There's that movie where the people were video chatting and then there was this one thing that blooped on the screen. Bloop bloop. And they're like, Who invited this one? And no one knows who it is, and then it kills them one by one. Well, I don't think that's gonna happen, but mm, I'm hoping. Mm. <laughs> I want to go second. It is. Still, I think I can kick it off. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you guys? I tried napping. Have you heard of this? Napping. Yeah, but I nap all the time. <laughs> do you like naps? Yes. I do not. I like power naps. What the hell is a power nap? The power nap is no more than 15 minutes? No, that's worse than a real nap. I just no, took one not. of those right now. I hate it. I hate it so much. I just took an hour and a half one. What I don't know what that's called. A stupid nap. <laughs> I feel, and I feel worse than if I just stayed awake, I think. Just I think there's like a timeline of like, if you take about 90 minutes or a certain amount of time, then it's actually worse off. But if you take like a short amount or... You have to pass like a certain. Oh, for your state. REM. Yeah. Right? Yeah, for your REM to go in. And you don't want to go to REM. I had my REM removed when I was 12. <laughs> so please don't bring that up. I was REM this morning. <laughs> I was hoping. <laughs> you, you were REMing? Oh, no. <laughs> Alejandro, how have you been? I've been good, to be completely honest with you. Um, you know, coping with everything getting away going camping as much as i can do you go and camping alone i've used to i've gone camping alone um but now i've been going camping with my new boyfriend and that's yeah. going well i'm guessing because if you're yeah. volunteering to go into the woods somebody <laughs> yes it's going well thankfully that's all she wants to say don't don't push anymore <laughs> <laughs> oh no wait so going yeah. well Going well. Blink twice yeah. if things are going well. No, they're, oh, they're going well. They're going I don't, well. <laughs> I don't know. He's in the room, Matt. We gotta go get her. Um uh yeah, so with everything going on, what do you mean? Oh, with just um like the whole quarantining and being fearful of this virus and trying to not be afraid of it and finding balance and then having schools being closed and having that being removed by me, like getting, yeah. um, having that removed. And that was a big change. So going, ha having to go through that and then adulting on top of that too. So it's just, you know, Oh, adulting is so fun though. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not fun. <laughs> How was, cause you're, you're a teacher also. Did you have to go to online for your kids? 
Yeah, so I'm teach. I was teaching third grade during the time that everything happened, and so for me it was a bit hard because it happened on when we were supposed to come back after spring break. So my spring break really felt like extended. Yeah, that was same <laughs> so here. Like, yeah, it's like the month of March. I didn't do anything. I was, you know, just keeping my emails checked. You know, like if parents were emailing me, respond, but like I didn't want to like do above and beyond before I had any protocols by my principal. So like the whole month of March was pretty much like a long spring break. Mm-hmm. And then once April hit, that's when we were um, given the guidelines, guidelines and like the stages of what we were doing. But it felt weird at the same time. I wasn't complaining because it just gave me some time to like, for me, but it was almost the same time, like a slap, like a double-edged sword, like a slap in the face because uh, as like the caretaker that I am, I felt like something was removed from me. Like my students were removed from me. Like I didn't get to say goodbye. We didn't get to, you know, end the school year off with them. And then have, being a third grade teacher, having the AZM, AZM2 and having all that time practice, all that time dedicated to that test to then just fully like having everything stop. So, mm-hmm. like, seeing how the school board of education and all these principals meeting together to figure out all the procedures, which was, which has been and still is, like, unbelievable. That's irritating. I'm, I it was is the irritating. same. Yeah, I was the same exact thing. We were on spring break, so then we thought, oh, we could we could potty train my son because that's a whole week from just home. He could just pee and poop on the floor, and then um, then the next week we were closed, and then the next week. And then we said, yeah, fuck it. We're just going till all summer. Um, so we are opening tomorrow, actually, which is weird. But oh, so I'm going to go back to school tomorrow. Stop rubbing it in my face. No, yeah. Uh, it's I was out. I was outvoted. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. We're going to try our best to keep stuff clean. We've we're taking less kids than we usually do. And staggering hours on the playground but yeah i'm i'm really nervous about it when i saw my my kids on zoom that's when i realized how much i missed them because at first i thought oh hey it's a long vacation cool lauren lauren's gone again damn it lauren <laughs> how are you lauren hey man what's up? sorry about that technical difficulties technical difficulties it's okay i forgive you um but we were just talking about uh this whole coronavirus and the whole thing but um yeah, then I, I, I started missing my kids more. And then we would do Zoom meetings with the kids. And it, it was really hard doing online stuff because they're four and five. And they don't know how to operate a laptop and open their emails and uh, read. That's a big thing. And so I had to rely on parents who are also working from home, who are stressed from being around their kids. And it just sucks because sometimes they couldn't do it or wouldn't help the kid out. So then I couldn't teach them. Um, that's no one's fault, really. This is just a crazy situation we're in. Matt, how has the past few months been with you with this whole COVID-19? I mean, or do you think we're overreacting? Uh, <laughs> I think um, for me, I, I kind of went along with the change. I mean, it was work. I was excited to kind of be telework. I had to adjust. I mean, my entire work's stuff is different now so it, it, it is kind of like a sour change but it's not it's not really bad um 
I mean, all the all my evening events or, or you know kind of activities that I would normally do that just kind of stopped, and so I just had to accept it. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, I just took advantage of the outdoors. I mean, not anymore since it's getting hot, but. I bought a bike and I went hiking more and I went running more. I mean, those things, you know, mostly by myself because it's like that's the only thing I have with me. I don't live. I don't live with anybody, so I kind of just been in that mode um, for the last few months. I mean, and now it's kind of like at a point where I mean, a lot of us are over it, right? But like, I'm just like, all right, I want to be outside, but it's like freaking hot. Like, what do I do? And I'm finding myself passing out a lot. Like I'll throw on Netflix and I'll take a nap. And I'm like, I hate naps. Like, and it's just because I don't have nothing else to do at the moment, you know, and it's just is what it is. Yeah. Team no naps. Uh, Lauren, what about you? How's it been? Um, It's been an adjustment for the most part from work. We just, uh, we were able to transition very easily. So, but, I do miss the office for some odd reason. I think I'm more productive in an office than a game at home. <laughs> that part's kind of chugged. And I just can't stand, like, an email every, like, five minutes. It's like, that could have been a conversation. <laughs> the entire conversation could take place within, like, less than five minutes. And all the information had been across. And now I had to go through, like, 20 emails, but one small thing. I haven't been getting out as much, which kind of sucks, because I live in downtown Phoenix. So it's not as... There's not as many opportunities to go outside, and it's just all pavement and cement. So still yeah. feeling it now. Really feeling that heat now. From there, and it's just a matter of adjusting, getting used to it. Um, just practicing my cooking for the most part. Still not good at it. What are you but cooking, Lauren? Just I'm random so things. so hungry right now. What do you mean, random things? Like there's one day I'll make tacos, and the next day I'll be making like lasagna or something. Okay, I thought you were going to say you used, like, beef on cereal and then peanut butter in soup or something. That Those are good. That's those are all right. <laughs> Did, what? You would eat that? No, that, what you listed, that was random. Yeah, see, that was random. Thank you, Alejandra. Yeah. Team no nap. Downtown. <laughs> team nap. She's team nap. She is team nap. Damn it, never mind. Lauren, <laughs> naps or no naps, Lauren? I'm team no nap, but not by choice. It just happens. What? Insomnia. Insomnia. Oh, okay. Wait, well, that's just sleep. Do you no, take- yeah, it's in general. It's like, um, because, uh, like I said, I, I, I don't, yeah, I've been on your show. I express like my mental health and mm-hmm. how that impacts me quite a bit. Being inside has been a big impact on my mental health this whole time. I think for the past month, I would say, like, I've been getting spurts of insomnia where I'll just sleep like one or two hours a night. That'd be that for the rest of the day. So, yeah, yeah. So then how, how do you deal with that for the, when you're, you sleep the two hours and you wake up and it's like 11 PM or whatever, you just stay no, awake and like, watch some Netflix. Like I'll try to fall asleep and I won't fall asleep until like three, 4 AM. And then I'll be waking up at like five or six mm-hmm. and staying up from there. Alejandra, how do you deal with this whole stressful thing? Well, for me, I have my family living with me. So I had a full house. Mm-hmm. Um, the company was always there so I definitely did not feel alone through this um, when it recently happened I was one of those people that would take advantage and I would go hiking um, I would take my bike out so I was just more like trying to be as active as I can but I didn't cook I was did not have the mood to cook <laughs> uh-huh. so it was the opposite of that 
but other than that like i i cope with it really well like going to the store was definitely a challenge because like seeing all the drastic changes yeah, um, shaking his so, head like having to wear the mask to being six feet apart and then that's where kind of the fear kicked in and i'm like should i be more precautious of all of this like so for me, going out to get the groceries or going out to get a board game and having to take all those protocols, that's when the fear started kicking in. Because my mom lives with me, so my biggest priority was not bringing the virus to um, home for my mom. And But then my mom was at risk because she works at the jail, and so it's government-based, so she had to go to work. Mm. And then hearing her that an inmate got tested positive, then... Uh, officer tested positive so i'm just like i'm more at risk getting infected by her than i am bringing it to her because it's you know having all of that but i just try to get positive be like and just try to see like a common flu washing my hands and just trying to like stay as positive as i could throughout this whole process and when like fear started i would just stop what i'm doing take a deep breath and like i would go wash my hands just to kind of like make it like a placebo way like by me washing my hands will help calm me down so I would try to take it like that like seeing what I had control over and try to focus on that instead of like jumping to conclusions and like focusing on things that I did not have control over that's my favorite thing to do though Jumping into the prisons. <laughs> Don't I jump to the prisons? Just like, just obsess and worry and then drink more coffee and then just keep worrying and stressing myself out uh, Matt, what about you? You were talking about you you would go on uh, a run. Um, what else did you do for your, your mental uh, health? Well, I, I started picking up. I mean, I picked up the guitar again, just so I can kind of <gasps> practice. But I need to focus. I mean, from my past experience playing music, if you don't practice, you don't get to sound good. So uh, that's kind of where I'm at right now, where I'll play it and then I'll stop playing it. Um, I bought a bunch of PS4 games. I haven't played games in a long time, so just kind of playing video games again was nice. Um, I, I never watched, like, series on Netflix or Hulu, all that stuff, so I finally caught up on a couple of uh, shows that, you know, people kind of been urging me to watch. Which but, ones? Uh, I'm so Hentified? scared. I mean, yes. Hentified was one. I loved it. Please don't say Tiger King. Please. I, I did eventually watch it, but it wasn't on my priority list. <laughs> I'm so upset. Okay. I'm Keep watching going. Avatar right now. I mean, that's that's kind of been my go-to. Is it good? Yeah. So is it like a reboot of the series? Like, what is it? Because I keep no, seeing it's people. Just... It's the Avatar series? Said, right? It's just the series. Yeah, but just the cartoon series. Anyway. Oh, it's just finally on Netflix. Yeah, but oh. there, but the supposedly the live action coming out on Netflix sometime. A better one. Okay. Better than the one that they made. Hopefully, what was that, Lauren? Right. That's better live action. Yes. Oh yeah, let's hope so. Alejandro, you suggested compassion as one of the the thingamajigs to talk about. What did you have in mind? Well, I, th I guess like for compassion, it's like not an easy skill or even to practice, especially with everything that's going on. Um, so I suggested compassion to help in a way of like figure out where we're at personally and where our own self-compassion goes forth. And then 
how do we apply compassion towards others, especially like the like people who are being victimized, people who are like causing all of this and people who are maybe overreacting. Yesterday, I went to the to Trader Joe's and I wasn't wearing a mask. Um, so I'm guilty of, you know, I'm not taking all those protocols. And I see a mom walking away, pushing herself like away from me. And she kind of looked at her daughter, like signaling, like do the same. And all I could do is like, what should I do? Should I just, you know, might just send them compassion. I hope that, you know, like that they're being safe, but I'm not judging them and just sharing my compassion, like, you know, sharing my love and like respect towards them and feeling that we all need is just that space to not be too afraid of something that we can't see. I definitely think there's a, a huge lack of it. Current events was one of the other things uh, with these mm-hmm. protests. And there's a few people on, on social media. I mean, there's a lot, but on my uh, personal social media, where they're kind of saying, well, why are they so mad? What's going on? And um, it's that lack of compassion. It's that lack of, uh, of uh, understanding their reasoning for doing it. What about you, Lauren? How do you find in this time feeling compassion for other people? Just understanding that we're all in the same situation. And if we're all together, then we can definitely, it'll definitely, we'll get out of it a lot better is how I viewed it. Um, and understanding like we're all going through the same thing. So everybody's so we can all say that we're in similar shoes, not the same shoe, but it's like, we're all, we're all wearing Nikes right now, but they're all done the same Nikes. Cool. Very, very good. I hope. But yeah, own. that's a, uh, but it's just, under yeah, being understanding certain things. Cause certain people are react or people are definitely reacting the wrong ways. And I know the mass thing is sort of a crazy thing to think about. I mean, I got, I experienced the opposite where I got judged for wearing a mask. Because it was just a case of me um, walking around, um, seeing large groups of people. I put my mask on and walking around with that. And I think at some point, um, somebody walking at least six feet away changed her topic of what she was talking about. And suddenly just went to, oh, these people wearing like very loudly so I can actually hear it. Like, oh, these people who are wearing masks are very, they're just overreacting. They're just going to suffocate themselves. There's scientific evidence. She was saying like all this stuff and it's a straight up earshot of me. And she was completely not talking about it like previously before. And yeah, she wasn't wearing a mask. Virtually she was, was not wearing a mask. And that's it. I just decided, all right, I can't do anything about it. I'm not going to say anything about it. That's their decision. I'm just going to go about I, I'm wearing my mask for um, more There's the public safety than it is I start in that general sense. Yeah, there's uh, our staff voted. I guess. And then also the, the parents at the school voted whether to reopen our school or not. And uh, I've, I voted for July, but obviously June is coming up. And it's, it's crazy how some people don't take it as seriously, whether it be the COVID-19 or whether it be the, the protests happening. It's just this whole other people are overreacting. That, that's what it jumps to, not, well, maybe they have a reason they're worried. Or maybe they have a reason they feel this way. That, I feel like that compassion is, is uh, there's a there's a gap there <laughs> towards certain people. Um, what about you, Matt? What comes to your mind? I think of well, in all this mess, I think of for me, I've been reflecting a lot on my personal privilege, right? Like I I am fortunate and blessed enough to have been able to convert my 
office work into a telework environment. You know, I wasn't laid off. I'm not, you know, searching high and low for my unemployment check. Uh, I'm, I'm not unemployed. You know, I mean, these people, these things are what people are facing every day. And I don't know their story, but I'm not going to be judging all of that in their lives um, and, and kind of taking, giving, giving more of that compassion. I think that's what I think a lot about is, you know, people are in their privilege, whatever that may be, whether they think they have the health care coverage to get them through a COVID incident or whether they're employed and they haven't got their unemployment check. I mean, people are complaining about um, the fact that people who are collecting their unemployment check are getting way more than they were getting, you know, prior. And then they have to suffer through being an essential worker and having to work and not getting hazard pay. And, you know, I get, I get that that's a, that sucks, especially if you want to get compensated for, for what you should be paying for, especially you're risking your life, but don't be mad at the other person for getting whatever they're getting dealt with. You know, it, you take it to your employer, take it to other areas, but I think we're being misguided and misdirected. So we are aiming that, type of energy the wrong way and we're losing sight of that compassion and it's coming from our point of privilege depending on you know your life and you wanted to throw out current events because we we keep kind of like touching on it a little bit what did you have in mind uh i mean i, I just it's been a pretty hectic last you know you, yeah <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean uh and i, I think uh you know a lot could be swept under the rug and you know when we're focusing on the pandemic here and then like the police violence here you know we got the whole social media argument regarding like privacy or, or um, fact-checking or, or even you know rights freedom of expression we got that issue kind of almost being um, not talked about as much whether or not we're going to be moving forward with safety nets uh, on this pandemic and the economic crisis i mean we're we're just kind of the assertion of national the national guard and curfew at eight o'clock i mean that's one way to deal with it but i don't think they're missing i mean people the leaders are, are not talking about the other things and the other things is that level of compassion and so all you see is we need to protect the police and we need to you know not be you know not have this lawlessness going around and damaging property you can say all that and have some truth to that but maybe share why people are doing this in the first place i don't see that from a lot of the leadership here in arizona um or even elsewhere sometimes that's just something that i've lauren any thoughts pop in your head about current events anything stood out to you what how, how are you feeling about the whole thing and you're living downtown phoenix did you see a lot of the the protests going on I didn't see a lot of the protests or I can see the helicopters. I can see people running around every now and then like small groups. One of the groups did walk by my complex, but that was before anything went crazy. Um, but yes, yeah, throughout like the past several nights, you could hear the helicopters overhead. Sometimes they're like right above our complex. So it's a little bit louder than normal. I think Friday night, um, I kind of forgot about it. So I went for a walk because it was finally cool. And I barely went up. I was barely outside. And suddenly you start hearing all the, the flashbangs and the mm. smoke, smoke guns going off. You're like, those are not fireworks. You just hear like, like helicopters going around more. 
stayed outside for a little bit just watching and just saw some random like small groups moving throughout the place and last night was the same thing it was like and it was just i think that went to like 2 a.m you just hear people or you just hear like these small blasts throughout the night and yeah it said helicopters were inconsistent and uh, the whole thing is just it's very understandable what's going on uh it does seem like there's just some people who want to cause some issues and that's what that can be a problem because from what um I was walking the second I saw like something was going on right down the street, right down Roosevelt. There was suddenly a big mass gathering moving towards the freeway. Then cops are sending it off smoke yeah, or tear gas. And this whole area just got con- congested for a second and it just stopped. But it wasn't as crazy as I thought it was going to be. But like I said, Scottsdale, that was just something else. I don't know how to talk about that part. Uh, what about you, Alejandra? I'm at like a sh- I'm shocked with everything that's happening. Um, my biggest concern is how can I help? What could I do um, to be able to help promote like, like like compassion? How to promote like just ho- how to hold space for something that is so massive? And like what in my capabilities can I really do? What to believe in? I'm I I'm only seeing everything that is happening through social media through the news, and that's only like a bit a portion of it so i'm just like what really can i believe who can i believe so i'm just feeling like how can i get the best valid valid information and then what can i do in my power to help and to support a cause that is filled with so much hurt and and so in my and just in my shoes how can i just personally help so that's where i want to know is that like how can what can i do in my power to help have you figured it out no, I still haven't. I, I want the answer. Okay, damn it. Thanks a lot. Um, <laughs> with with what, uh, Matt, with what you were saying, there was uh, three states that passed, you know, I think in um, March, maybe February or April, a bunch of laws or bills that would help the pipeline get built. So during this whole thing, like kind of what you were saying, we're all worried about the pandemic. They're moving legislation to make sure that these pipelines get protected. It, it sucks because how do you pay attention to all this stuff? It, I don't know. I, it's hard. And I, you know, I, I go through the thing where I'm scrolling through my phone and I'm reading thing after thing about um, police brutality or COVID-19. But then there's all this other shit happening that we aren't talking about. But then I get engulfed in the other thing over here. Do any of you struggle with that? Uh, what? How do you break out of that? I I just stay local. I realize okay. that what's happening nationally, um, the biggest impact we can make is going to be in November. That I because I feel that's when um, we can make the biggest change. Um, locally, I feel there's some things that we can do and pay attention to as well. Um, and that even that's getting more frustrating itself and throwing too much information. Actually, not enough information. As I've been watching the Doug Ducey conferences, and I'm just at some point you realize, like, oh, this guy is not telling us everything we need to know, attention intentionally not, because he doesn't know it himself. Mm. So that gets frustrating. Um, City Phoenix Mayor is doing our best to get us as well involved as we can, informing us of everything else. For some dumb reason, people still want to be divisive, which makes absolutely no sense. Because I don't understand how you politicize a pandemic and racial inequality and discrimination police brutality 
I'm I'm still uh, pretty much like I like what Lauren said. It's like folk like what we could do is just focus locally. But the pipelines, like that's huge. That is affecting water and there's so much things happening. So again, I'm just like where to get my information, how can I just stay as productive as possible and how to, to stay sane and not to get engulfed in everything and not wrap my head around fear. So that's my biggest thing is how should I not be afraid and who to trust? Who can I fall back to trust? And I feel that's where a lot of Americans are at that we really know who to trust as of right now. Like our own police right now is, you know, how... You, everybody's feeling attacked and by feeling attacked is then our guards are up and by having our guards up is we could be oblivious to everything because we're just feeling invalid in many different ways and not being heard of or we and then there's no trust in any of this that's going on locally nationally and then worldly like there's just too much bs going on that i'm just like what can I do? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's very hard. I mean, I, I, I can't turn it off. Like I, I, I seem to just always want to learn something new about any type of issue. And from like global to national to local. And I get overwhelmed because I'm like, what can I do with this information? All it is, is information. Not everyone wants to hear it. Um, not everyone's going to be as interested as I am or passionate. Um, but I think I'm just trying to get involved more state level wise because, you know, I think I, I, I value a lot of the local uh, and keeping it local. I mean, uh, it, it trickles down towards the local area and, and our communities. I'm curious and I've been observing a lot of state level actions and it doesn't seem like a lot of minorities or people of color are at the table nor have we been at the table but it just seems like on a local level there's starting to brew up a lot more community leadership um and and even some public officials that value some of the the issues that that people of color have but it's not as strong in the state level and the state is what kind of regulates us and when we're not looking, the state creates hidden, you know, legislation, you know, laws that kind of become a, a huge barrier towards what like our progressive cities may want to do. Um, and so I'm just trying to learn a little bit more about that. I just got involved in a group called the Center for Arizona Center for, for Empowerment, and um, right now we're working on affordable housing issues. So. I'm just trying to focus myself because I think I'm just trying to tackle all the issues and, you know, cause they all, they all are important to me, but um, I'm just trying to find myself in at least one group to do something. Alejandra, you threw out there self-care, self-love, sex, parenting, and relationships. What did you have in mind? Those. Those just came to thought for like, especially for self-care and self-love with everything that's going on and having to be quarantined. Speaking for myself, how was, how, like, what are my, what were my ways to, like, focus on myself when I was always on the go, 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 especially with being a teacher and trying to 
you know, maintain my house. So when I actually had a moment like, oh man, I have from 7.40 to 2.30 to myself now and it just like, or being a computer, what can I do to like tend to myself and to take the time for myself? I've asked my friends and I've asked people like, how do you tend to yourself? And people sometimes be like, oh, I don't. For me, it's a like kind of like always bringing it to self, bringing it to your temple, like staying hydrated, um, kind of like in a way stepping aside from the craziness that's going on and just always always bringing it back to yourself because again if you you yourself mentally and physically aren't doing well nothing around you will be doing well or you won't be able to focus on on things that are happening around you because internally it's not doing you're not doing well being the only female here like i could like i'm very in tune to my feminine energy so kind of like focusing on that like tending to self-love is more with your feminine energy like being tender to yourself compared to like with your masculine energy is more physicalness more movement more fire in a way as in like i have to be physically active than to like taking the time and to soothe and to be more fluid with yourself so like just like how does one tend to themselves to kind of step away from the craziness and just to bring attention to internally how are you taking care of your body how is one taking care of their mind and how does that look like to you uh, and like even like parents too like when pa- people are parents a lot of people forget to bring it back to themselves because it's all about my child my home and how is that supposed to be going that everything forgets like kind of even as a student like i need to focus on my grades my schoolwork job this bills 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 and then again your body and your physical might not be looking the best because we tend to neglect that how dare you my body looks no um i totally relate to the um the parenting thing because i would i think around early april uh serena and i my my wife we would just we would fight more and i realized oh because we're just home all the time we're not going to work and we're just always in each other's face and then if a two-year-old who's always in our face because he has to be. And, and there's a lot of fighting, there's a lot of negativity. And finally, you know, we caught it because we were trying to figure out why the hell is this happening? And so now we, we carve out time where like I could go be alone somewhere in the house and Serena will be with our son or Serena will go with her bottle of wine on the other side of the house and I'll be with our son. And then we have time where it's the two of us as a couple hanging out because we were a couple before we were parents. I think that's another uh, a point that's forgotten whenever I, I speak with, with parent friends is there's so much focus on the kid and there should be, but you should also make time for yourself as a couple because you're a couple. And then also, but then you have to add in more time as an individual. You were an individual before you were in a couple. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's a struggle, and sometimes we'll forget. And then when we have a bad day of uh, uh, snapping at each other, we go, "Oh, okay, time for her, time for ourselves, uh, for me to go watch wrestling in the other room." Lauren, how do you check in with yourself mentally, and how do you catch that you need time to pay attention to that? See that I think I'm doing. I am doing the worst on during these um, times of quarantine. Uh, prior to this, I was. Being more active, more inter- or more involved, very or well aware of what was going on, focused on a lot of things. Was able to work, get things done. Uh, was able to exercise. Was able to go out. I think because a lot of it did involve a, a social dancing, which I tend to do. Um, that itself is its own activity, its own stimulation, its own like bring peace of mind. It always brings you back to a center place. But being with that being gone, that's gonna be gone for a while. 
and being home all the time, I don't work really well at home. So that really impacts me. So it's really hard. It's at some point, I think beginning of the whole um, isolation, staying at home, I was being good about everything, but at some point it's kind of like slowly started shifting over. So I'm like, and I'm just worried about like opening my computer saying, oh, I've got an urgent email that requires me to do something. So I'm finding myself working later in the evening than I'm supposed to, and if I were in the office, yeah. which I'm not enjoying. <laughs> and this is, uh, and our work, it's so centered around it's like technology and how, how much it impacts us. And now we'll have to bring that back home and itself is 10 times harder than it was in the office just because, you know, our internet is slower here and we don't have the software. It's a matter of trying to find a way around that. At some point I, I did start realizing, I think a couple of weeks ago, like I'm not taking care of myself like I should be. That's why I started cooking for a little bit more, making sure it's like healthy, taking time out of my day to make sure at least go for a walk, at least one mile or something like that. I just had to at least do that. I don't care if anybody scolds me for wearing a mask. I don't care if it's 110 degrees. I just got to at least get that walk. It's a case of where I realized that it went really down. Now I bring it back up. Uh, what about you, Matt? Um, well, I think uh, a lot of it was just adjusting the things that I found that I was doing for self-care and kind of doing it in a different way. You know, I, I missed the gym. I missed playing rugby, but I just found different things. Like I said earlier, hiking, running. One thing that, you know, Laura mentioned is, is just kind of taking care of yourself, cooking more. I, I've, I've tried doing that more. I have a bad habit I tend to do that I'm able to realize down the road is that I start allowing a mess in a certain area to just be there. And it almost creates, it almost blocks the flow of energy, I feel. And so I feel like I put like a mess there, a mess in there, a mess here. And I, I think subconsciously I do it just because I'm maybe not wanting to deal with things or not. But then when I realize like, oh, that's kind of been building up, I take it as a reflect kind of like how my inner mind is, you know, how, how, my, how I am doing mentally, um, probably not organizing myself mentally. So I try to keep it a lot more cleaner in my home just because it, it kind of turns my viewpoint. It, you know, I think it kind of clears my mind a little bit too. And then also too, like I've been trying to take care of myself physically, you know, you feel good, you do, you know, you it. You look good, you feel good, you do good. Especially working at home. <laughs> I got two out of three. <laughs> Especially when you're work, like working at home, like, I don't want to dress up. I don't want to change. I'm wearing my pajamas, you know, all day. You're like in your pajamas all day, and then it's nighttime again, and then you feel like a, a lump on the couch because you, you made that lump on the couch. Like, <laughs> So I just, I'm trying to, like, change some of, like, my old routine habits like getting ready and you know getting a fresh air during the middle of the day versus waiting till the end just because like those things break up what i'm kind of stuck with at the moment or what i have to kind of just deal with that's kind of been helpful i noticed um i was eating a bunch of junk i could eat a whole fun bag size of anything i'd be cool and uh i but i i would notice i just felt shitty after an hour or whatever. And so I've started fasting and that that's helped a lot. We used to drink every day. So now we just say, all right, two days a week, we're going to drink because this is out of control. Uh, that might have something to do with us snapping at each other. Yeah. What you put in your body too has a lot to do with it. What do you find helps the most, Alejandro, with you staying on top of all that? Well, with everything happening and having to switch my schedule and having to be at home majority of the day, was really like even what I shared with my parents when I was doing online schooling is having a set schedule 
and being graceful with us as schedule because now that we are inconsistent with our schedule and really throws one off at first I was just like I don't have to do that till later which then later came and then I'm like fuck like do I really have to do this now so one thing that really helped me and has been helping me is having a set schedule throughout my day either like doing it the night before or early in the morning be like this is how I want my day to look like and this is during this time this time I'm gonna do my bed doing my bed has helped out really to set the tone of my day I, have I keep that. hearing this is that real but it really is real like like because wow. you set your and you make your bed and then like for me I really am learning to incorporate my prayers throughout my days or even like giving myself mantras to give to just give myself like a boost of okay like I'm getting my brain waves in there to continuously do this because I can't really go to the gym or now not the gyms that are open where am I standing in all of this just setting myself a schedule and like giving myself grace if I didn't get to it I'm not gonna kick myself in the butt for it because mm. it just didn't it didn't happen so I really notice is just being graceful with myself because if no one else is going to be and I have to be that for myself. Like for me, I'm really into like my skincare. Um, so constantly something that I have to have throughout my day is my morning and nightly routine when it comes to my body with my skin. Because my skin is my biggest organ and absorbs so much. Especially here in Arizona, the air is so dry. Like I don't feel comfortable if I don't put like my, for instance, my face moisturizer. I feel my skin like tight. And I'm like speaking like if I'm a, if a fresh like a fish out of water that makes me feel uncomfortable so always finding things that make me feel comfortable make me feel pretty and good about myself and maintaining it and not just like oh not tonight no if I push it off I know I'm not gonna feel good an hour after kind of going with like eating the fun size because whatever I put in my it's body so is fun how I feel <laughs> so like in my do I really need to eat the whole size of that Snickers? I really want to. Yeah, but then I'm like, how am I going to feel? <laughs> <laughs> and then like, I'll eat, I'll eat half of it right now, put it back. Maybe in an hour, I'll come back and eat the other half. Maybe I check in and like, do I really need the other half right now? No, I'll save the other half for tomorrow. Always trying to like be playful with my scheduling and like adding new things. For instance, um, maintaining my skincare routine and like today, like I didn't read yesterday. So maybe I'm going to like, as I'm making my schedule, I'm going to add 30 minutes or 15 minutes of reading that I didn't get to include the other day. Or like, hey, I ate out yesterday. So I definitely have to make sure I cook mm -hmm. the next day. So just trying to like be grateful with myself and just trying to spice up my day with different things, a hobby, because every self-care checking in looks different for everybody. Mm -hmm. And not being willingness to try new things and like investing, like doing research. What do I want to do? What is available out there for me to do? Hey, I've never, I've never done this before. Let me give it a try. Kind of like trying a new shampoo. I never tried this new shampoo, but it really looks nice. I want to see how it is. That always goes to that, like being willing, for me at least, being willing to try new things. And then again, being graceful with myself, with the new things that I am trying and giving myself the time to do them. I would have eaten 17 Snickers. Probably me too. And, and I'm in that time. <laughs> that would have been all gone. Matt, 
are there any state local issues that pop in your head that you find deserve spotlight, I guess, that you think people should be paying attention to? I think what's going to come, if anybody wants to check it out or if you haven't seen it already, Patriot, Patriot Act on Netflix is a really good show on current events. And yeah, I like their take on a lot of different things. But one, one that came out recently was rent and how do we pay rent during this time of pandemic? And, you know, everybody, all of us tenants, all of us renters, we all want some type of cushion, freeze, you know, halt in our rent. I mean, for a lot of us, we actually need it. For some of us, it would it would be helpful. I mean, it's it's all it's all up in the air. There are a lot of people in Arizona who are unemployed, and that savings that they've had, or however we manage to scrape by, can only go by for so long till we start pawning stuff, till we start getting loans. Just like we did back in 2008 crisis, um, people get a little bit more creative. But I don't think we've experienced it in this way before. And the whole idea about getting rental, getting some type of rental relief is hard because that money gets paid to somebody, which gets paid to something, which gets paid to um, property tax. And, and, and some, you know, that, that goes towards our services in, in the counties. You know, I, I think everybody wants this desire. And then, of course, you've got like, the naysayers or the bureaucrat, bureaucrats or whoever that says it can't happen. But I just think there's, there's, there's something that can happen. I feel like there's nothing that just can't happen. You know, I think it's just not an easy thing to do, but I'm just curious to see how homelessness and our housing market's going to change because we've seen, especially in, in central Phoenix, where all these condos have been being built and really pushing people out of those communities who were living there. So now you got that on top of, thousands of others who cannot even afford to even live in this region. I mean, what is that going to mean? We have the whole capital, the state capital area that has, it's like 10 cities, you know, has a bunch of um, homeless individuals living there. And it was only growing so much more before the pandemic. Um, I can only imagine what's coming up now. Yeah, we have a Phoenix Convention Center that's being opened for shelter. But why now? Why? This was an issue before. It's 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 already been un, almost unmanageable. That kind of stuff is only going to get bigger, and it's only going to get worse in terms of the other effects, like the what is it called the what do they call externalities? Just the just the other things that are going to be happening that don't directly or you, you don't imagine it being related to housing or homelessness. But then you got crime rates going up, and you got property you know going down or Where's that? Your property going, um, price going down. I mean, it just it just affects everything. So I think that's something that is going untold right now is how that how we're going to even bounce back from some this for, from a housing perspective. Mm-hmm. And what was the name of the show you said? Uh, Patriot Act. It's in. It's on Netflix. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. This one is in season three, episode one or episode two. But there's like, or maybe season four. But there's a couple of seasons and. I, I mean, I, for me personally, I really like hearing them because um, it's Hassan Minaj, right? Yeah. yeah, I love that show, and it's great. It's not; it doesn't lean one way or the other. He he calls bullshit out on whatever it is. Um, I feel it. It doesn't. It doesn't lean the one way. I like the thing you said when, because that that's what I hear is that oh well, we can't do that. People will shit themselves. We can't do it. Why? Why can't we do it? Why can't we just find something a solution? I think a huge part of it might be we're circling back to that compassion, right? They're homeless. They must have done something wrong, right? Or there's always this other that we place 
on people, whether um, it's sexual orientation or skin color or religion, that we don't, not us for, we, but uh, other people in power, we don't want to feel like, oh, they're a person as well. Maybe we should figure out some sort of plan. It's, it's always, even, even with mental health, how, that's, how, that, how people shit on that and don't take it seriously. If you're saying you're going through something or if, or if you're diagnosed with something, we just said, well, just get over it then. Stop whining. It, it's, it sucks. And I, uh, that just popped in my head when you were talking. I, when when we, we hear these people in power say, well, we can't do that. Why? Why can't we just fucking pause it? Just stop. I, that, that's yeah. just what popped in my head. The federal government gave money to state and local governments. That money can go towards what the property tax. And then everyone who's, who's price gouging all of us renters won't be able to do it, but at least they're paying their property tax, which then, you know, satisfies that. But I think that's a problem already. We don't even have affordable housing. You know, some places they only got to pay 100, 200, whatever, but then they're charging us 800 per unit. That kind of um, behavior is, is, is a, lot of, a lot of it part of the problem. So we're going to end with these six last six questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. That wasn't one of the questions. What views do you have that a lot of people disagree with? Sorry, right. We'll pause. I'll put an Arby's commercial right here. We're not sponsored by Arby's. I think one of the issues that I agree kind of goes with parenting is co- uh, corporal punishment. I think it is. I may be wrong with like physically hitting your child. You like uh, you like I that or you don't like that? Oh, okay. I, I disagree with it um, due to the fact that a child based on a tantrum should not get beat, like hit in the butt, especially in public, because that is, you know, disrespectful to the child. It's a, it's, it's a small human that doesn't comprehend right from wrong, especially at a certain age. I personally disagree with physically hitting child, especially like in public. I've seen parents that are physically like, they grab them and they spank them or they pinch them in public. I'm like, there's no need for that. Like that, like speaking energy, like energy wise, like that kind of like, then your child is just absorbing your frustration when mm-hmm. your child doesn't really understand why you're frustrated. All he, or he or she understands like why I am frustrated. Can't like I'm not a parent, so I can't really speak too much about it. I just like only through my perspective, and maybe as a when my future parent, like if I'm frustrated, I don't have to take my frustration on you. Yeah, you may cause that frustration, but again, I shouldn't be giving you back that frustration. I'll just gather my stuff and we'll go, and then I'll let you calm down. And then from there, like there's different ways of going about a tantrum, and physical physical aggression shouldn't be. Your top one. Um, you're wrong. No, uh, I, I, I fully agree with you. when when we have trainings for teachers, we find that usually parents hit just because they're frustrated, but it, it does nothing to to curb whatever the behavior was that got the parent frustrated. So it's just it's it's really just for the parent, but which is terrible because that's such an unhealthy, uh, in my opinion, unhealthy way to do that because I it it doesn't really help the kid understand what they did raw or whatever the situation was lauren how about you what's a, a view you have if you say hitting your kid i text not, you a few times asking if you hit your kids and you're telling you shit and you, you freak out about it so i sh- i oh my students oh, i'll hit yeah. them they're not my blood yeah. i'll hit them uh, <laughs> oh no oh don't Just let your kidding. parents hear that <laughs> this this doesn't air in america um <laughs> i would say well, it's mostly in my Navajo community. I 
tend to have a lot of agree- disagreements with people about what I believe. I think the biggest one is uh, we're not doing enough to help ourselves. I usually stress that to a lot of uh, my Navajo friends, especially the ones locally and in this area and also the one in the reservation. I believe that a lot of the stuff that there's a lot of stuff we can do. We're just not doing it up there. And we allow a lot of, allow a lot of obstacles to come in between us. And a lot of people who are off the reservation are more idealistic, including myself, than anybody who's on the reservation. So there's always a weird clash about that. Because there's so many different issues, so many things going on up there. And it's even worse right now because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So there's always felt like how things are set up, how things, what people can be doing, how they can be doing it. There's always a way to get something done, but we just never find a way, or nor, nor do we try to find an answer. Matt? I think I would say, although I eat chicken now, or at least a lot more than I was in the past four or five years. Yeah, uh, what? You're eating chicken now? No. Yeah. Me too, Matt. Me too. <laughs> I, I, I was vegetarian. You know, honestly, I, I think the fact that I'm not anymore, you know, people don't criticize my food options no more. <laughs> people don't talk down about what I eat because I'm no longer a vegetarian. But I think that goes to show... I mean, I, I miss, I kind of miss that um, back and forth interaction with people who question why I ate what I ate. I liked having that conversation because what it allowed me to do is talk about why it's better for all of us to kind of shift towards more of a greener diet or plant-based diet for the world. And so I, I think people aren't ready to have that kind of conversation or accept that conversation because they're so much, oh, I... I care about the planet and I think we should stop with uh, natural gas and, you know, driving cars and all this stuff, but they're not ready to address like their table, their day-to-day table. And I'm not trying to criticize anybody for eating meat or eating meat regularly, but I think it's just something that people should question and ask themselves, you know, how much is my carbon, what is it? My carbon footprint. footprint. And, and, and is my, diet contributing to what the over you know overall problems are uh, and so i think that's something that i think is different than other people what would your perfect vacation look like if any of you say at home i'm gonna lose I mean, my mind i like to explore everything so I, I would go to all like the walking centers uh have some type of day drinking aspect and then oh, yes. see see some of the the large views, whether it be of high or something lar- uh, no, of, a, of a architecture, and then end it with like a, a nightly club event or a night time, nightlife event or some sort. I would like a full day of something new. For me, it's a month-long vacation. Damn, girl. Um, what in the world? <laughs> uh, due to, I, I always go back and forth. I love the mountains. I love uh, fresh waters, rivers, and lakes. Um, and being able to be in the mountains. However, I always fall back is a beach, going to the beach, going to like, for instance, I've never been to Hawaii. And if I want to go, I want to be able to experience, maybe a month is too much, but like if I go to the Bahamas, the Caribbeans, like I want to be able to also immerse myself in the culture, being able to experience the foods and then kind of not going to the tourist, tourist spots to more local and get to know the people and see that part of it. And getting away from technology, because technology is always in my daily life, and experience rich food, hear the music that 
if I go to to a different continent or a different country just to emerge myself within the actual locals that I'm visiting and be not considered a tourist but at the same time like emerge myself within the location that I'm going that well, for me will be the perfect vacation I kind of the same boat but I've never been much of a beach person let alone a vacation person um I said that's just a matter of growing up on a reservation with people who don't like to travel because <laughs> we travel practically everywhere we go yeah I always just say this if it's something I can experience something new every time I want that if there's an aspect like in terms of the food, beer, wine, whatever, something you can only get there. I always just want to try that. If there's something like that, I can do that. It's an experience I don't want to go. If there's a landscape architecture future that I haven't seen or experienced or heard about, and it's something that amazes me that I can just marvel on all the details and what went into this and what they were thinking, how we're going for and spending all day there. Um, also, the aspect of uh, some of the things I do enjoy already, uh, like I said, social dancing. If I can do that there, if there's a place and I want to do it there. And yeah, just engage with something, what kind of culture they have there, especially even so, especially the food. Mm-hmm. Try what they have. I mean, pizza's different here than you go somewhere else. And say what you want, Arizona does have like some of the best tacos, no matter what anybody says to you. Who is fighting with you on this? This sounds like <laughs> someone really <laughs> messed well, with you. Yeah, I had ta- like Texas friends claiming that they're, they have amazing tacos out in Texas. A few times I went to Texas and I'm like, this is Tex-Mex. This is not tacos. Uh-huh. <laughs> Damn it. What old people things do you do? Does that make sense? Yeah. Get off my lawn. Get off. Get out of here. <laughs> Back in my day. I'm not tech savvy. <laughs> You're not tech savvy? I'm not tech savvy. So that's probably the old people thing. The old people in me that I have, the old woman in me is that I'm not tech savvy. It takes me a while to get the hang of figuring a technology. Well, why do you think, while you guys think, uh, yeah, Serena just got an Instagram. So uh, it's like every other day I have to tell her, no, this does this. And this is, why is this, why is this on my circle? Because you added it to your story. What the fuck is a story? And I go, oh, damn it. And so uh, that, that popped in my head. (laughs) <laughs> like yeah like for me like my my district thankfully i'm very grateful that they provided uh, mac products so i've never had a mac product i've always been P- pc and windows so when i had to like figure out each setting and like maneuver the keys and i'm like wait c- can you tell me that again like my either my short-term memory is terrible and I kind of do agree with that, but just like trying to figure out technologies or even like with my cell phone, all these new updates with these iPhones, I'm just like, I can't keep up. Mm-hmm. That's where I fall. Can't keep up with the con- the constant updates and everything. And I honestly can't think of anything right now. I'm trying to wrap my head around that. I keep that? falling. <laughs> I keep falling? Yeah. Like I, I just, yeah, I that's a condition. What in the world? I think you just have two left feet, Matt. And I fell the day. <laughs> this is all running. Sometimes it's, sometimes it's like I'm focusing on like my backyard or like little touches of the home. But I think that's just me getting older. Like, yeah. That, you know, I mean, I'm caring about those things a little bit more intentionally. Okay. I'm still young at heart. I don't know. I, yeah, I usually get when um, my coworkers see that I'm journaling because I carry journals um, or, I'll, or I'll do Sudoku 
I, I usually get, wow, you're an old man. I go, what? Sudoku makes you old? Journaling makes just, you old? You're just but, uh, an old soul, Michael. That, I'm cool with that. Um, so that that's usually the, the one I get the most on, is journaling and Sudoku. Lauren, are you you're not giving us an answer here? I can't think of anything right now. Oh, I really damn you. You could text I mean, your answer later. Yeah, I'm trying to think of an answer. I cannot think of something right now. Read the paper, that's about it. I mean, well, I do it digitally now. But... I was gonna say, if it's the newspaper, yeah, that would count as the Yeah, I just thought it was like no, I, no, I call it a newspaper, but it's just a subscription to the local news. Yeah. Like, that's still- Arizona that- Public. Are you usually early or late? Late. I'm very late. I was even late to this. Yeah, you were very late. I was like, well, I guess Lauren's not jumping on. Matt, I'm you late. Said, Alejandro, you're late. I'm late. Matt, you're late too? Why yeah, are we I'm all not, so late? Why do you think that I'll is? Start, I'll be there on time, but I'm not going to be there early. So if you gave me late or early, it's late. I feel like for me, I don't like being super early because like, kind of like going with the gym, I'm like, I'm just going to stand there. Like, what can I do with my extra time? And then for me, like over, over. Work out, Alejandro. <laughs> Work out. Um, so I either sit at the parking lot or I'd sit too long on my phone. I'm like, oh shit, I lost track of time. I need to go. Damn it. It's, it's no matter what I do, I'll put, so if it's like I'm doing the podcast, I'll put the mic and the laptop in here and I go, okay, cool. I have 15 minutes. I go make coffee. Then I'm on my phone. And I go, oh fuck, I'm one minute late now. So it's like, no matter what I do, uh, there's been times with, with Lauren, where we record at the library, I hit every red light. I left 40 minutes before every red light. I don't know what the hell someone's doing construction somewhere. I'm just always late. I think it's just my life. How will you be remembered after you die? I don't know. That's a good one. I like to express a lot of gratitude in my life. So like to the simplest thing or just to take a moment so, like, even for now, like, Michael, thank you for inviting me on your podcast. Like, I really do appreciate it. So, I feel like, for me, I would want to remember for my gratitude mm. that I expressed through my friends, through my family, through myself, my body, and just the opportunity that I have right now. And that's one thing I would like to be remembered through the gratitude that I have expressed. Let's see. I'm pretty sure, because um, I do kind of get this, he's a very loving, independent person who loves his air is Arizona Sun Devils. Wow, you've thought of this <laughs> for a while. <laughs> this, like, the whole time you guys are talking, it's like, oh, oh. Okay, it's, okay. I didn't think about that they mentioned it. Matt? I think um, two things. I think to the people I, I interacted with or got to know in my life, I think hopefully it'll be something of, you know, always trying to help, you know, whether it's each other or, or someone else. Um, and then to maybe like family, just being funny. They don't need to know. I mean, I'm, I, w- I would hope that there's like a bunch of little, little tiny children around and I'm old, whatever. So they don't know my life. They just know I'm crazy funny or whatever. Yeah. Last question. What is um, the opposite of a koala? A wet koala. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, they look okay. like, have, have you seen a wet koala? No. They're mm. ugly. Koalas are cute and fluffy, but a wet koala is like the ugly side of a koala. I was going to say, <laughs> is anybody good looking when they're wet? But I, I just then a thousand images popped in my head. So never mind. <laughs> a wet koala. Okay. Well, there's that. <laughs> Lauren, Matt. John Oliver. 
John Oliver. <laughs> Why? I, I love John Oliver. Every time I think of koalas, the first thing I think about is John Oliver's chlamydia clinic that he has. So that's the first, like, that's the first thing I thought. I was like, okay, that sounds like the opposite of a koala. <laughs> okay, Matt? The first thing that came to mind, and I was trying to justify it, was the platypus. They're wet, usually, know. so that's almost with Alejandra's. I was wet. thinking of like the opposite of on a tree is web, you know, in the water. It's a, I'm going to delete the explanation and just have you say a platypus and then just platypus. cut it off. <laughs> platypus and just cut it off. Um, you, you got a great explanation there. It's like opposite, it's in the water, it's on the ground, koalas up there. You want to hold a koala, but you don't want a platypus to hold you because it's little yeah. claws poisonous or something. Mm-hmm. Or, one has a bill, one doesn't. Koala has claws and platypus are webbed. So you're, you're correct. Out of the three of you, Matt, you win that one. Um, <laughs> and actually, what is something you all would recommend for other people to, to try or do? It could be a TV show. It could be a, a practice mentally. It could be a food. Just to make life a little bit nicer. First thing that popped in my head was I turned my phone off for an hour and a half a day. And I find that uh, helps me a lot. So I'm not always on my phone. I'm more present. <laughs> <laughs> we were all on mute right there. So yeah. And that's yeah but- I uh-huh. recommend reading this book, The Four Agreements by... The Four Agreements. Um, Don Miguel Ruiz. So cool. that's a really good book. It talks about di- four different ways to focus on yourself. He has other good books. The book that I'm currently reading by him is The Mastery of Love. So it's just, it's a self-help book and it has helped me to put myself in other people's shoes and like kind of look myself outside of myself to see how have I been living my life these past 27 years and what have I inherited and what have I absorbed and how can I really let that go and just kind of live life without uh, making assumptions. So it's a really good book. It's a really good book. So I really recommend it. And thanks for rubbing in that you're younger than us. Okay. Uh, and Lauren? Um, as works out, I would say just try yoga. At some point. Ooh. At some point in time, just try it. It's a, it's for some weird reason, it gets this weird stigma about it when it comes to people, about what it is, how, how do you act. I feel that it's, I mean, I'm, I'm not even close to being flexible, nor in that type of shape that you see people do yoga poses. But uh, I do find this very relaxing. It's, uh, it helps your body in more ways than you can imagine. And I said, it's a great exercise. And I said, it gets you a centerpiece no matter what. And everything, yeah, everything people say about it is not even close to stigma mm-hmm. that kind of goes along with it. Cool. Matt, have you not thought of your answer this whole time? I have a lot of answers. That's why. That's the problem. Say all of them. <laughs> uh, well, one that came to mind was Especially if you if you live here in Arizona, I mean, just explore as much as you can in Arizona. I mean, from all the counties, you know, different areas have different nice places to venture off to, whether it be on trails or monuments or just any of the history. I wanted to do that, like, throughout this year for my, I guess, my uh, New Year's resolution to just every month travel to Arizona, somewhere in Arizona but things changed in the last couple of months. So I think as like things start opening up and things start becoming more available, it would just be good to just get acquainted and, and be more familiar with the history of Arizona, the good and the bad. 
not just for your sense of pride or whatnot, but just for time's sake. I mean, right now we have so much time on our hands. You know, I think um, there's going to be a, a leisure tax or le leisure travel tax. So people who are flying to different states probably might be taxed a lot higher because they don't, you know, they want to prevent you from traveling for pleasure. So that just might be things that we can do locally that might not impact our, you know, our, our, our vacation time. Cool. Thank you all for being on. This made me feel a lot better about my face. Alejandro, stop. Your faces are words and it made me feel, no, it made worse. my, your faces worse. are worse. That's right. I seriously appreciate it. Um, hope you all have an awesome day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Alejandro, you passed your audition. This was your first episode. Woo! <laughs> nope, that just ruined it right there. You're off. I'll be back with Matt and Lauren. I had my rim removed when I was 12. <laughs> so please don't bring that up. I was rammed this morning. <laughs>